Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Hello, everybody. Um, we just had the best Russian Grand Prix I think we've ever had. Or, I mean, in the time I've known of the Russian Grand Prix anyway. Uh, usually a snooze fest, I said in, in the Three Legs, Four Wheels group chat. If, uh, you know, it's... I've like I've been seriously cons- like trying to think to myself: Is this the um, the greatest season of Formula One in Formula One history? Um, I I probably can't I can't really comment on that because realistically, my knowledge of Formula One I've watched every season since about nineteen ninety two, say. Um, what I can say is, I think it's the best season I've ever seen. So, I mean, do with that as you will. And uh, it's a common misconception. I think modern Formula One is a, and when I say modern Formula One, I mean like the nineties as well. To now, is actually much closer than it was. You know, than it used to be. Even the the golden years that people look at with the the Prosts and Senna's and stuff like that. When you actually look back at race highlights, it was it was actually quite boring sometimes, but the the, the highlights look good. Um obviously the it's <laughs> as happy as I am that it was a good race, I haven't been so nervous, so happy, and then so upset since Jensen Button was in a competitive car. 
such is my fandom for Lando Norris. Uh, I don't know what your talking points are. I'm going to guess that um, there is uh, some Lando-leaning podcasts, or at least Lando, uh, Lando-leaning podcasts, Lando-leaning um, talking points. Sorry, I've got... I've got a right cold, not the not the crazy cold, just a cold. Um, and uh, I'm fucking gutted. Like, still, it is half eight, half eight on Sunday evening when I'm recording this. I'm fucking mortified for the lad. Lando has done everything right this year, everything right. His attitude, the way he's held himself, um, his results, you know, it's, I mean, the fair enough putting the, uh, even down to, you know, in Monza when they were especially, like McLaren were especially on it. And you go, fuck, you know, his teammate winning a race where he's been on top of Ricardo for the whole season. Surely that's going to irk him slightly. Not a fucking hint of it. Not a hint of it. Over the radio, does it help the team if I don't if I stay where I am? And you know it's 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 just it's what you want. It's what you want from a Formula One driver. You know it's if you if um I mean my son is just he's just old enough to start like knowing who the drivers are. He's not old enough to be like into Formula One into Formula One, but it's one of those situations where you go, oh fuck, there are going to be fucking heroes for my son when he's older. Great, and I'll be. More than happy if his hero was Lando Norris, much as mine was Damon Hill when I was growing up. Um, yeah, so let's do it then. Let's before we get to the talking points, let's let's go from twentieth to fucking heartbreak, and then do the rest of the grid. So DNF Mick Schumacher brought in. Nicholas Latifi DNF, no idea, no idea what happened to Nicholas Latifi, and I think we're going to have a little bit of this, aren't we? Because um, it was so busy up the sharp end. It's that's the thing you usually find. You usually remember a little bit more about the midfield stuff because, as in historically in Formula One, been nothing going on at the front end really, and we've had to pick battles from the middle. But the um, this year, man, this this year is something else. Um, Nikita Mazepin, 18th, just doing basic Haas numbers. Um, Yuki Tsunoda, 17th. Um, I'm still perplexed as to why he is in the car next year. The only reason I can think he's in the car next year is because there is still some sort of, there's been some sort of contract, contract like finagling with Honda where. As he's Honda back, they've said, "Look, we'll 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 ease this transition." But you know, it's you grease you grease my hand, and then put something in it. You know, that's not even a it's not even a saying. What I was going to say was, if you you I grease your hand, I'm going to put something in it. That would have made more sense. Um, but yeah, uh, still no idea why he's on the grid next year. Much the same. Well, we don't know if Antonio Giovinazzi will be. I I hope it's all change at um, Alfa Romeo. Really, it feels it feels like the right time. Yeah, you know, I know we've got uh, um, Valtteri Bottas coming in, so he can do mediocre stuff in a mediocre car. Uh, 
uh, it would be good to see. Uh, it would be good to see another young, another another young guy in the other car, which could actually fucking do something. So I'm going to need to keep saving sips of water, or I'm going to cough my way through this podcast. Um, Charles Leclerc, um, odd one for Ferrari. Charles didn't really have the pace of um, Carlos Sainz. He seemed to be up there, thereabouts, and uh, it's it just a weekend to forget. I think for Charles, I'm, I'm, I know somebody's got a comment about the Ferrari, so I'm not going to go into it too much. So I, I saw one of the talking points earlier, so I'm not really going to go into Charles Leclerc too much because I feel we can talk about him and where his season's been in the talking points. Esteban Ocon, a fairly forgettable weekend again for Esteban Ocon. Uh, since his win, it's not been going his way, has it? Um, I saw Pete Windsor on his YouTube channel, which everybody should go and subscribe to Pete Windsor's YouTube channel. Uh, he is one of my favourite race analysis. He has one of my favourite race analysis things going. You know, it's Monday, uh, Monday morning for me. Um, he also puts news videos up through the week, but uh, Monday morning for me is coffee and sit and watch uh, whatever Pete Windsor had to say about the race on the Sunday uh, and he seems to think that Ocon's going through this sticky phase where a driver wins their first Grand Prix and then kind of expects too much for them from themselves overdrives and ends up dropping back uh, he does believe that Ocon is the type of driver that can overcome that and like get through it he said but that's where he sees Esteban Ocon at the moment uh, Pierre Gasly, um, he had a coming together with Lance Stroll, didn't he? What seemed like Lance just punted him in the back. Uh, so Lance Stroll was 13th, uh, sorry, Pierre Gasly 13th, um, Sebastian Vettel 12th, an awful, awful race for Aston Martin, really. Um, but again, like Lance left the door for Vettel, Vettel went to stick it in the in the hole, and Lance nearly had his teammate in the wall. It was fucking ridiculous. It would be ridiculous if it was anybody, but for teammates, that that seems uh, seems pretty like pretty suspect to me. Um, it's yeah, I I hope Austin Martin can get this together next year. Um, there is no reason why they can't. You know, it's, we've seen what the. Um, that team under various guises uh, from Force India to Racing Point. We've seen what they've done with no money. Um, they took a, well, not even a gamble, you know, when they took the pink Mercedes on last year, they sort of inflated their own performance by using a pretty good car. And th- this year should have been the green Mercedes, but unfortunately, whereas... Mercedes could very quickly work their way around the rake problem that they had. Uh, Austin Martin don't seem to be able to do that. Um, probably resources, probably because they've had to switch focus to next year earlier. But I see, I see no reason why Austin Martin won't be back towards the front of the midfield like like they should be next year. Uh, it'll be good to see. I think I think it'll be good to see what Vettel can do as well in a better car. It would have been it would have been great last year to see what Vettel would have done in the pink Mercedes. You know, it's uh, it's just one of those things. Um, 
I just wonder how long the Lance Stroll project will go on for because, I mean, he's not a bad Formula One driver first. Let me say that. He's not rubbish. He was a bit iffy today. But all in all, the guy can drive a motor racing car. But I don't believe he does enough to keep a seat. You know, it's it's Yuki Tsunoda can drive a motor racing car as well. But I don't believe he's done enough to keep a seat. But it's got to be demoralised for members of that team when essentially you've got one guy in that seat and you think, oh, fucking hell, he's only there because the boss is there. <coughs> so, strange, strange, strange situation for that team for me. Like when you've got a father, basically a father-son like combination uh, running the team. Uh, player managers in Formula One are odd in my eyes, especially when it's just it's he's he's there purely through money. Yeah, I'm gonna say much like Makita Mazepin, but um, and there's nothing wrong between with being there with money. You know, most people up and down the grid, if you look back in their um, uh, if you look back in their family history, they are comfortably like upper middle class. You know, it's not. Um, there's no there's no plasterers on the formula 1 on the formula 1 uh, calendar calendar oh, roster jesus christly your um your flu's really doing you in today it's really it's really, really fucking doing me over on one isn't it um george russell got himself back into the point which was great he he slipped out of the points at one point um it was a shame for him he ran so well up there in third Holding everybody back uh, undoubtedly helped Lando and Carlos Sainz at the time, uh, helped them sort of break free from the pack. But he just drove his like stunning, it's like stunning first stint. He ran, he he run. Nobody could get by him. He was he was holding everybody up, which meant he was positioning his car perfectly. Uh, I stand by. Um, I think he's one of the best drivers on the grid. Uh, I mean, how good is still yet to be seen, but I, I, I cannot wait. That is my story of next year. My, my two stories going into next year right now are, uh, will George Russell be able to match or beat Lewis Hamilton? Um, I feel he's going to be able to beat Lewis Hamilton. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he'll beat him over the course of a season. I'll say that first season of Mercedes, but um, I, he's definitely going to have the pace to make a, a a menace of himself in my eyes. And how much can McLaren improve? They're my two big, big points thinking about next year. Sergio Perez, Red Bull. Sergio Perez is doing a damn fine job of being uh, Valtteri Bottas these days, isn't he? Damn fine job. Uh, I feel that overlooking Gasly for this seat might have been a fucking issue really for Red Bull um, we all expected more I think from Perez I think we expected him to be close to Verstappen not not I, I never expected him to beat him but I did say at the beginning of the season we'll see whether Sergio Perez is a midfield driver or has he been secretly like a champion in waiting um, he's clearly not a champion in waiting but uh Pretty poor show, I think, for uh, Sergio Perez. Um, and I can't imagine he's not under some pressure now in Red Bull because he's not doing his job 
Like his job is to be in pit window. His job is to make it and make a nuisance for himself when it comes to the Mercedes. He doesn't seem to be doing that on a consistent enough basis. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen, excellent drive from Kimi. And uh, do you know what I loved? I fucking loved it. Like the uh, he popped positive for Rones. Fucking recovered from Rones. Comes back, sticks his Alpha Alpha Romeo in eighth. No pomp and circumstances. No like constant fucking little videos of himself getting PCR tested and stuff like that. No, he just got Rones, lads. I'm going home. He went home. We heard nothing from him. He turned up this weekend. He did the job. We're going to miss Kimmy. I think Alfred will miss Kimmy. And when you look at... uh, Although when you look at the fact that only three places ahead of him was Valtteri Bottas in a Mercedes... um, You've got. I've, I feel maybe. I wonder if. I wonder if Alfred Romero making a mistake. I wonder. I know. Um, you know. It's, we've got this new formula coming up. Uh, the cars supposed to be close together. Um, racecraft will. If that's the case, racecraft will mean more. If that's the thing, and if and if Formula One does turn back into, or not even back into, but turn into a more like driver skill. Like oh no, drive it right. Racecraft led sport. Um, would you prefer Valtteri Bottas or Kimi Räikkönen? Because Valtteri Bottas fucking struggles to overtake people, and he doesn't struggle in being overtaken. So maybe looking at this result, maybe Alfa Romeo have made a little bit of a mistake. Now fucking heartbreak. Lando Norris. He sat in second. He was just he was just in second, wasn't he? It looked like looked like uh, Ferrari had the pace until he put his foot down, loud pedal, uh, drew in Carlos Sainz, followed him for a couple of laps, overtook him like an absolute boss, and uh, started to drive away off into the distance. Um, this was fucking stunning, a stunning race. He just took everything, but I'm going to be fucking brutally honest about it. Um. You could hear him. He was dead calm, dead calm, and then it started when he uh, when someone turned around and said that Carlos Sainz was in second and Perez had had a long stop or something like that. Uh, and he said, "Oh, shut up!" And you could tell he'd lo- he was losing his head. He was losing his cool. Now I feel that if he'd have been able to keep himself calmer in the car, maybe there'd have been a better dialogue between McLaren and Lando through the last phase of the race and together they could have worked out whether going on to the Indus was a better move and whether it was going to get wetter um, I don't know maybe uh, he said in the pen that as far as he was concerned it wasn't a gamble because the information he was given to us given to him was that um, it wasn't going to get heavier now if you remember the beginning of the race um McLaren radioed Lando saying there will be rain towards the end of the race. Uh, it, it it should only be mild, but some teams don't think it's going to be as heavy as we do. So they thought back at the beginning of the race, they thought the rain was going to get heavy. So obviously rain changes, obviously the weather forecast change, but I just thought it was worthy of bringing it up. But I do think maybe... Maybe the pressure just got to Lando a little bit, and I'm not taking anything away from him because he deserved it so much. And like I said, he's he deserved he deserved to be in the McLaren last weekend, 
that took the first win for McLaren in that amount of time. You know, he he deserved to be there. He certainly deserved to be on the podium today. Um, because he crossed the white line twice going into the pits, he got a reprimand. Uh, no, like, points positions or penalties or anything like that, which was good. That would have just fucking rubbed salt into the wounds of a of a terrible afternoon for him. But I just couldn't believe it. I've, I've, I felt sick. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I had a hangover today. Um, and then halfway through the race, I started to get, like, shivers. And then I couldn't work out whether I was getting shivers because I was nervous for Lando or I was hungover uh, or I was having a stroke, maybe a mixture of the three. Um, yeah. It's, it's just... I've, I have no words. Like I do think I, I do think that some of the blame lands on Lando's head for the, for the loss, but still, you know, even, even saying that, it's still awful. If he'd have just pitted... If he'd have pitted with Lewis, I feel that he'd have had the pace just to stay ahead of Lewis. I don't think Lewis would have risked overtaking Lando in the rain where he could have put where they could both crash out and he loses a second and taking the lead in the championship again. I think I think if he if they'd have just pitted together, just co- just covered it, I think he'd have had it. Anyway, before I get upset again. Uh, Fernando Alonso is sixth position. When you look at Esper knocking down a 14th, Lando, uh, Fernando was great. Somebody pointed out, he said, hey, do you not think it's unfair that he went off at turn one and gained positions? I think, and I would have to go back and look at the race start, and I'm not going to, uh, not right now anyway. I think he had a really good start. I don't think he actually gained positions. In fact, I think he lost out to Daniel Ricciardo. I think Daniel Ricciardo was the, only, was the person he lost out to in the um through going off the circuit but look if i mean if he did if it was like mild uh, what he lost in um in going off the circuit he went around the bollards you know that that's the rules them's the rules uh probably nobody has seen the um the tiktok about that the michael jackson impression from Kyle Dunningham 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 something like that uh, it's very funny, very funny. He was just on Rogan. Go, go, go and search Michael Jackson impression, Kyle Dunning. It's, it's pretty special. And then you'll get my little Dems the rules joke. So, yeah, I thought it was a great race for him, uh, Fernando. He qualified really well too. Uh, I, I really think he's on top of it. You know, again, Pete Windsor, uh, more of a driver guy than um, anything else. And he was explaining the... He he really does feel like the Alpine is a is a pretty rough car, a rough car to drive, uh, and he believes that Fernando is essentially doing magic with that car with, with the like, performances like he's put in today. Uh, Valtteri Bottas, um, they gave him a penalty to get him further down the grid to hold Verstappen up. Uh, I mean, well, oh, that's what it seemed to be. It took Verstappen two laps, maybe a lap, to get round, to get past Bottas. But I didn't put much of a fight up. Um, I mean, you know, by Bottas started lower down, he was told from um, from his pit crew, oh, we're targeting fifth. We're targeting fifth in the best fucking car on the grid. Uh, Max Verstappen ends up fucking second. So, And he started last. Last, I had £10 on him to win as well. 
I thought I, th- I thought maybe Max might have done some fucking might did so do some magic, but I thought there might have been some extra Max magic. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I the, the sooner Bottas is in a different car, and he gets spanked by whoever his teammate is there, the better. Like the it's it's he's I oh. he struggles overtaking people. He struggles defending. He's got good one lap pace, so he usually starts quite well, and he's got a really good car. Like I don't. Um, let's play a game. Let's play. Going from because obviously the guys in front of uh, uh, Bottas, being Ricardo Sainz, Max Verstappen, and Lewis Hamilton, they're all better than Bottas. Let's play who's better than Bottas. So if we count backwards, Fernando's better than Bottas. Lando's better than Bottas. I think Kimmy's better than Bottas. Perez is better than Bottas. George Russell is better than Bottas. Lance Stroll is not better than Bottas. Um, Sebastian Vettel is equal with Bottas at the moment, but should be better than Bottas. Pierre Gasly is better than Bottas. Esteban Ocon is not better than Bottas. Uh, Charles Leclerc is better. Antonio Giovinazzi is not better. Neither is Yuki Tsunoda or uh, Mazepin or Latifi. Or Mick Schumacher. So, I mean, realistically, everybody in the midfield is better than fucking Valtteri Bottas. A sad state of affairs when he's in the best car on the grid. You know, it's you could have when we look back at like famous wingmen um, over the years, the like the oh, masses and um, masses and what's it called? Fucking Barrichellos and Coulthards, you would have never played that game. You would, have, you could have never played like who's better than Coulthard and gone. Oh look, fucking everybody but three people. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just a bit of a shame. But I, I thought, I thought this was a terrible race from Bottas. Terrible race from Bottas. Uh, Mercedes relied on him to do a job. He couldn't do the job, and sooner he's out of that car, the better. Um, Daniel Ricciardo, fourth. Good good drive from Daniel Ricciardo. It was a shame it was pit stop. Again, I feel if it wasn't... You look at things there, but if Daniel Ricciardo doesn't fucking fuck that pit stop up, Lewis couldn't get past Daniel Ricciardo for most of the race. He comes out in front of Lewis. He holds Lewis up a little bit longer. Lando gets further and further and further down, down the field. That means Lando's got more breathing room when the rain comes. And oh, again... So many different things happened in this race that could have changed things. Uh, Carlos Sainz third. It was nice to see Carlos on the podium. Uh, look, had the measure for Claire all weekend. He looked rapid, had a rapid start to get into the lead. Um, I don't even I don't even quite get, because of, all, of what was going on and the fact I was already destroyed by what was going on with uh, Lando Norris, I don't even understand how he got third. Uh, Max Verstappen second. I mean... apart from winning the race he did everything he could do Uh, proper proper uh, damage limitation on Lewis Hamilton and I really do think this is like this is going to be a difficult championship for Lewis to win he needed Verstappen to (coughs) to not score points or to score low points great drive from Max Verstappen and uh, 
very deserved second place. Lewis Hamilton wins the race and wins after shattering my hopes and dreams. Um, wins his 100th Grand Prix. That is quite special, isn't it? 100 races. I wonder how many more he's going to add to that because he's going to add to it this year. You know, it's, he's hit 100. He will surpass 100 before the end of the year. Quite, quite incredible. Um, let's look at the standings and see what this has done to the championship standings. That should be the new jingle. Um, Lewis Hamilton is now leading the championship on 246.5 points. Uh, Max Verstappen is second on 244.5 points. What a championship we are having. Wow. Um, Valtteri Bottas is third with 151 points. Lando Norris is fourth with 139. Lando would have took fucking third back, wouldn't he? Absolute bastard rain. Uh, Sergio Perez is fifth with 120. Uh, Carlos Sainz is fifth, is sixth with uh, 112.5. Uh, Charles Leclerc is 104. 95 in eighth for Daniel Ricciardo. Pierre Gasly has 66 points in ninth. Fernando Alonso has ten, uh, in tenth with 58 points. Esteban Ocon has 45 points in eleventh. Sebastian Vettel down in 12th with 35 points. I bet he didn't see his championship going this way when he joined uh, Aston Martin. Lance Stroll is 13th for 24 points. Yuki Snowda 18 points in 14th. George Russell, the mighty Russell, has 16 points in 15th. 16th, Nicholas Satifi with 7 points. 6 points for Kimi Räikkönen in 17th. Antonio Giovinazzi has 1 point in 18th. Mick Schumacher, Robert Kubica and Nikita Mazepin remain pointless. Um, we will look at the teams... Uh, Mercedes are ahead in the constructors with war three hundred and ninety seven points. See, there's quite quite a gap here. I'm surprised. That just shows that just shows that uh, Perez is definitely um definitely fucking bot a little bit. And I went over bot maybe. Uh yeah, Mercedes are leading the championship with three hundred and ninety seven points point five uh, Red Bull 364.5 McLaren 234 in third like not comfortably clear of Ferrari but the, the pace they seem to have I think third is pretty much nailed on for McLaren uh, fourth of the same Ferrari have 216.5 um, Alpine have oh god why are you doing this why why is that refreshing my page and trying to take me to a fucking poker site? Don't play poker. I'm not very good at it. Um, and now it won't scroll down. Okay. Alpine in fifth with three, 103 points. And I can't tell you the rest because Autosport's website is being a fucking fuck. Um, let's do some of your talking points. Talking points. This might be the jingle for it um dean i uh, can't imagine be, uh, 
can't manage any to be honest utterly dejected it's been a long time since uh, I've seen a checkered flag and I've immediately switched the tally off this one hurt I fucking absolutely agree with you mate I had to I had to go back on YouTube later on and watch the pit pit interviews because oh the pen interviews because I couldn't I couldn't bear doing it at the time uh, average motorsport enjoyer um, at one point I thought Alonso podium was on uh, when it started to rain but uh, super happy for Carlos Perez got fucked in the pits along with his podium chances yeah but I, again I know he got fucked in the pits but was he there he was I suppose he was. I suppose he was actually. Now I'm starting to come back to it. So please don't get angry for what I was saying before. I suppose he was. He was there, but he he wasn't attacking. That's what I'm trying to say. When I'm saying he's doing a bot ass, he he had he had the he had the machinery that Max has got, and you know it's you just expect more, don't you? If you're if you've got if you if your teammate starts last and you're like up in the top ten and he passes you and finishes second, something going on. Uh, <coughs> I I personally thought that uh, when Russell went into the pits first for for Inters, I thought is Russell still going to manage to win this fucking Grand Prix? Um, yeah, so it could anything could have happened in those conditions. Um, Julian Bottas uh, just when he was looking on to- uh on the up after a pretty good showing at the Italian Grand Prix, another completely mediocre race. I agree. Uh, without the rain, he, uh, he was well outside the points. I hope he gets it together. Uh, but have Alpha made the right decision to sign him with a long-term deal? Well, Julian, it turns out without me reading this beforehand, we agree with each other because not all. I, I I'm starting to think Alpha have made a bad decision, and I'm starting to think they should have given Kimi another year. Um, Albert Landon made uh, made a brave but stupid call to stay out, but it was a, but but what a Grand Prix! If someone on lap forty four told me Lewis and Max uh, and Sainz would have finished one two three, I would have declared that person insane. I a hundred percent agree. I think it's hilarious that we had one of the best Grand Prix of the year with all these shocks, surprises, and everything else that went with it, and we still ended up with uh, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton on the podium. It's fucking crazy, isn't it? Um, Mr. Fantastic, uh, easily the most enjoyable Russian Grand Prix I can remember. Just wish uh, Lando had pitted and got an intermediate. Probably would have held off Lewis. Yeah, I agree. Uh, also, very good effort by Carlos. It was good to see Carlos on the, on the podium, but would have been better to see Lando on the top step. Uh, Ellen, dummy pit stops. When isn't a dummy pit stop a dummy pit stop? Um, I'm with you here, and I know the I know the talk will be. Oh, we decided that we, you know, it's, we were going to do the opposite of whatever they were doing. Mercedes have been doing this a lot, and a lot to the point where I think it's unsporting what they've been doing. Uh, now, do we think? Do we need an extra line just to make it easy for rules? Do we need an extra line by by the pit box? So as soon as your pit crew have passed that line, so which means they have to like you have to cross that line to get the tires out to get to the box. Um, are they locked into a pit stop? 
stop this. Is that a good idea? Let me know what you think. I think it's a good idea because I I don't I don't believe it's tactics. I mean it is tactics technically, but I don't I don't believe it's sporting like trying to trick your um trying to trick your t- your the your rival into a pit stop. Um especially when the like well, with with Ricardo there you know it's it was a late call for the pit stop. They've done this horrible whatever they've done to the pit stop procedures. I don't even quite understand it, but I don't like it. I don't I know it's a fucking human element. That's fine, but really do we want do we want races lost because of sticky wheel nuts? I don't. That's like I'm not uh, I'm not interested in the human element of the uh of the pit crew, I'm afraid. I'm interested in the human element of the drivers. Um nobody like nobody remembers the pit crew at the end of the race. That's that's all all I'm saying. I so I don't I don't enjoy this almost lottery. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the clutches in F two in two thousand and eight. Was it two thousand and eight I think? Where they had to replace the clutches or something like that because the starts were just a lottery. You know, it, it, there was no good or bad start. It was just odd and I feel that's what's going on with pit stops. But yeah, is it a good idea to have a big red line in front of the garages? And should your mechanics cross those lines with tyres, they have to take them to the box and they have to be fitted to a car. So none of this cars carrying on round and no, I've decided to do me do my thing. You'd be straight if someone's coming out, to, coming out to, if, if they're going to come out to put tyres in your car, you have to be, you have to be there. Um, Luke Jones I don't know why I split your name up like that uh, Alpine signing Ocon uh, 14th short sighted uh, with F2 phenomenon Oscar Piastri Piastri isn't it uh, waiting in the wings um, maybe maybe I mean let's face it he's been signed to a long term deal but uh There'll be clauses. There'll be clauses in that. We'll have. We'll just have to see. Let's let's not forget. We are talking about race winner Esteban Ocon. Um, so we'll, we've just got to see whether he will shake himself back around with it. Uh, Kevin Logan. Uh, on one hand, I do feel bad for Lando and props to him for ta- for taking the gamble and giving it a go. On the other hand, it was a decision that would ultimately cost him a race win. Uh, and on the on a third hand, I have no clue what it's like to be a, ra- a, a racer in that position. So who am I to say? I feel the communication between him and McLaren could have been better. You know, it's to the top and bottom is uh, all all the driver has as far as um, information in a situation like that. All the driver has is what his feel is on the circuit at that that time, whereas. The teams have all the information, especially with weather, of what's coming in, what's stopping. I, f- I feel comms could have been better, but you know they trust him. You know, and they trusted him in quality, and he got them pole, and it, they're quite right to trust him. Um, it just it was just a bit of a bit of a shame, shame, wasn't it? Craig, thank you for telling me that your name is Craig and not something strange because it begins with a K. I probably would have gone with Craig actually for your, for your name, but thank you for for looking out for my fucking dyslexic name brain. Uh, uh, Crush Philando. 
Max a great recovery. Sci- uh, but Sainz taking the, uh, a step ahead of Leclerc. When was the last time Leclerc looked uh, on to- uh, on top of Sainz? Maybe Monaco. I wouldn't. I wouldn't not agree. But I, I mean, I've said that all along. Um, I think Sainz is a better driver than Leclerc, and I think Leclerc, Leclerc is overrated. Um, which apparently I got some stick for on three legs, four wheels. When in my absence, um, how far have Williams come in, uh, in the last six races? Uh, they were disappointed about where, where they finished uh, when they finished in the points, rather than being delighted uh, that they were actually finishing in the points. Um, yeah, I think the car's good. Like the car, the car's a better car. But let's be perfectly honest here: it's only better than one car in the grid, and it's. I, I still don't think it's as good as an Alfa Romeo. Um, I don't think Latifi's doing a bad job. I just think George Russell, in certain circumstances, is doing something fucking exceptional. Um, so yeah, it's. I'm not sure. I see. I think when Max turned around and said, um, "Oh, you know the it it shows that that car's getting better because um, because of the results." I almost feel like he was sort of deflecting. How good George Russell was doing, like he was a bit, a bit, not maybe not worried, but certainly keeping an eye on it. Um, Instagram questions. Uh, Barstool Swan, that's a good name. Uh, is it just me, or are we seeing a, uh, a lot of slow stops recently? Ricardo would have been, yeah, Ricardo would have got the podium, yeah, nice, but. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we just talked about they have changed the procedures to make it more, like, human-based. I don't like it. I don't like seeing all these mistakes, but the teams will get around it. They'll get their heads around it, but at the minute, it just it seems like a crappy thing to do at the beginning of a uh, middle, middle of a season. Uh, Atomic Fabrications, what a race. Maybe the best race of the year so far for me. Very, very possibly, actually. Uh, McLaren uh, Pitwall uh, pit lost uh, the race for Lando. You can see the experienced Mercedes t- uh, told Lewis. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I think it was 50-50, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, and look, Mercedes Mercedes did a better job when it came to working out it was going to rain more, but flip of the coin. Um, I feel that... I say I feel a lot, don't I? I feel... I feel say i feel a lot um don't forget lando still had the opportunity to pit when he had a lead he should have he should have pitted on the next lap round and he you know he still had the lead on uh on hamilton you know it's there, there was there was a whole lap there where they could have they could have sorted this mess out between them and we'd have been would have been delighted right now uh, John D90, do you think Bottas' uh, engine penalty was Merck's strategy to hold up Max? Side note, absolutely good for Lando. Yeah, I think it was. And I mean, it's fucking crazy. Well, like, the, oh yeah, we'll, we'll just, we'll just pop, pop, pop him down the grid. He'll, he'll be able to hold Max up for a few laps. But yeah, because it's worked so well every other time Max has been behind him. Every other time where Max has been behind. Bottas, he's drove round him, through him, under him. I, I've just over him. I've, I know it was Lewis. Um, I've no, no idea why they thought that would, this would change today. Uh, Taylor, 
Do you think it's strange that Alonso went straight through? Oh, sorry, we talked about I talked about this in the podcast, didn't I? Uh, just before that he gained positions. I don't think he did. I think I'd have to watch this again. But he had a really good start. So I feel that what the people you think he made um gains on through going off, I feel he was already with them. He was already in that pack and then he lost out to Ricardo because of going off. But I might be wrong. I think that's what happened. Uh, Cody Pascalis uh, why the fuck would they ask a driver that uh, tr- uh, tries to pick yeah okay I'll take that Oscar Pisc- uh, Pisc- I, I, I said it sorry Cody why am I saying Oscar sorry there is another listener called Oscar uh, Cody uh, why the fuck would they ask the driver what tyres to pick and not tell him there was more rain coming. Um, I mean, they might have thought there was no more rain coming. Maybe the, maybe that was the situation. Like I said, I, th- I don't forget, they did try and speak to Lando and Lando told them to shut up. So I uh, I feel, feel comms could have been better. Comms could have been better on that day and we would have been in a very very different place today and I'd have been much much happier much happier proper happy I'd have been I'd have been like oh yeah go on Lando Um, well that's it that's the end of our podcast I hope you enjoyed it I hope when you listen to this on Monday that we're all a little bit happier because, I mean, realistically, I mean, even if you're a hardcore Lewis Hamilton fan, I've... How can you not have wanted Lando Norris to win his first Grand Prix? How? How can you not want that man to do well? I... I don't know the answer to that and I don't think I ever will if somebody didn't. Anyway... Thank you for downloading this podcast. Thank you for listening to me again. Um, there will be on Mussy Audio's feed a uh, This Is Cheaper Than Therapy coming. There is a couple of podcasts I have in the bank that I should have put out already that I fucking forgot to put one out, didn't I? Um, I put it on the Patreon feed and I didn't put it out to, to everybody else. Uh, that'll be on Mussy Audio. This Is Cheaper Than Therapy will be moving to its own uh, own feed if you search for this is cheaper than therapy therapy you'll probably find out a lot of things probably just not spotify right now um that's my sort of little it's it's like this but it's not talking about formula one so if like if, if, if you find these enjoyable you might find this is cheaper than therapy enjoyable if you want to help me in what i'm doing and you want to help me make continue to make content go to patreon search for lee stevens content creator and there's a load of things there. It all says the same thing. There's like one for two hundred. There's one for like two dollars, which I think is the buy-in. Uh, one for a hundred dollars down the bottom. If you happen to be a multi-millionaire and really want to help me out, and just think that Lee guy is so lovely. He's got a cold. If I drop my hundred dollars a month, it might stop him getting colds. Um, it all takes stress off me doing these things. The uh. What I would like is I would love the patron to get to the point where I could realistically take time off to do more stuff, you know. So so I could I could decide that maybe 
fucking second Monday of every fucking month is a podcast thing and I could I could try and really pump some more stuff out and really really polish some things up but what what it does right now even without that idea is uh, it stops me having to pay for it so it means the podcast pays for itself it means that all the studio gear i.e. Mac interfaces mics amp, headphone amps uh it means they are that the 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 direct debit for those is paid and I'm not paying for it which is great you know it's I I only bought all this stuff to to podcast essentially so that's my little my little my little thing good patron Lee Stevens content content creator Stevens is spelled with a v and not a ph uh, and you can help me out I'm going to go and try and find something that will make me feel a bit better and probably make me go to sleep. Uh, I will speak to you all next week and be it on Hot Lap or Musty Audio or This Is Cheaper Than Therapy. Uh, you will hear my dulcet tones again. Thank you very much. I forgot to do an ad read, didn't I? I forgot to do the ad read today, so sorry it just came out of the blue. I like to warn you but I forgot. Anyway, bye. is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.